Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we will be discussing fun gourmet kits for the summer season and fall season and advice we could give to our younger selves. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Reynolds, creator of Sauce Goddess Gourmet. I previously met Jennifer at a Pinnacle event, which we both belong to, and she is just phenomenal. And I remember trying her popcorn that was at this conference. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to meet her. It's so delicious. And I remember the flavor was like a chai flavor. It was so delicious. So to give you some background about Jennifer, currently she's 20 years in the food business as a proprietor of Sauce Goddess, a gourmet sauce and spice rub company based in San Diego. Jennifer's responsibilities and skills have ranged from product formulation, food safety, design, ingredients research, and taste testing with panels. You may have also seen her on numerous appearances on local TV news shows, cooking live, and providing recipe suggestions for networks such as NBC, CBS, Fox, and KUS. Jennifer, welcome. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yes, yes. We love anything food related. We're definitely foodies, so this is so (laughs) exciting. I think you might be our first food-related guest speaker. Oh, I love it. I love being first. That's wonderful. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how did you get started in this industry? Well, um, it's kind of funny. So uh, it started on a challenge from my friends, Um, but it goes back further than that. So my dad, um, when I was really little, like, you know, little, little kid, he uh, had a recipe for barbecue sauce. He just made his own because he didn't like liquid smoke. So I grew up with that. And I didn't know it was actually different than regular barbecue sauce until I went away to college and I bought my first bottle and I was like, what is this? This is awful. You know, this is not dad's sauce at all. And so I went home and he just laughed and said, here's some sauce. You can take it back to school with you, you know, because he made some and he's like, here you go because he would always just make it up and put it in jars and it would go in the fridge and just live there. Um, So he gave me some to take back to school and then um, flash forward like 20 years, they retired and they were leaving San Diego. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, what am I gonna do for sauce? Yes, I'm gonna miss you guys, but what am I gonna do for sauce? So so I said, I need the recipe. And he's like, what recipe? So we used measuring cups. I wrote everything down. It was a really fun evening of making sauce. Um, And I got the recipe and then I started cooking for my friends. And one day my friends threw down a challenge. They said, don't get old and wonder what if you'd ever done something with that recipe of your dad's. And I was like, hmm, (laughs) you know, I I mean, nobody wants to live with that. I wonder what if I'd ever done X, Y, Z. Nobody wants that. So, you know, of course I was like, all right, let me, let me just check it out and see what I can do. And, um, and I did a little research and found some people to make it for me to my recipe. And, 
and I launched my company at the beginning of 2001. So. And we're so glad you did because your <laughs> sauce is delicious and your spices are awesome. And it's Thank now, and you know, people can now purchase it, right? So I think it was born for a reason, the sauce goddess, that why you're here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, um, it's totally a labor of love. I love food. I've, I've, I've always loved to cook. I've always enjoyed flavors. And it's, it's really kind of where my creativity comes out. Like I feel like every one of us has a, a creative outlet, whatever it might be, whether it's creating an event for someone, you know, and personalizing it to their business, or whether it's cooking or painting, you know, where you're feeling like you're really an artist, um, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Um, I feel like we all have something that we're a little bit creative with. And so for me, it's food for sure. Wonderful. And I love your packaging too, like the sauce gardens. I don't, for those of you on video, you can see it, but maybe on podcast you can, but yeah, the yeah. The lady, the lady with the big hair and the cat eye glasses. And, and I'm trying to kind of mimic that right now, but you know, it's a, yeah, it's a curly hair day. Looks great. <laughs> you know, there's so many sauce and spices company out there, other than the fact that you are a woman owned certified company what else makes your company or unique? Well, you know, it's a couple of things. Um, with the products themselves, Amanda, we're actually not using any flavorings or additives or fillers. And that's really unusual. Even in the, even the natural sauces, they're still usually throwing in, you know, natural blah, 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 flavoring, xanthan gum, cornstarch, rice powder, you know, things to stretch the ingredients to make it cheaper to manufacture, but they're really not benefiting the flavor at all. Um, and we're not using any of those. We don't use any anti-caking in our dry rubs. There's no xanthan gum. There's never been any preservatives. There's never been, it's just, we, we've never used flavorings. We just use the food. And that's, <laughs> it shouldn't be that different, but it actually is. So that's kind of the weird part, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And you were also mentioning about the people that put the packaging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so from a company perspective, our um, we use challenged adults and we always have to, to do the handwork on some of our products, um, our, our tins, our dip mixes. They all require hand packaging and, and assembling and putting it together. And we use um, folks that uh, I like to call they're differently abled. So, um, you know, they don't have traditional skills and they have the ability to, you know, put a label on a tin perfectly straight time after time after time and they get fulfillment and they get paid and it's just a really super cool way to give back. Um, we also use them to process all of our UPS orders. So any online order somebody places, it goes through one of the three facilities that we use and we use them to build our pallets. So the things that go to Sprouts and Whole Foods and Walmart and all that, they're, they're taking care of building those. So it's kind of cool. That's so incredible. That's really, this is really awesome how you guys could able to integrate that as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really neat. And I love, I love going there. There's a, a, a local one here in San Diego and mm -hmm. I love going there. I walk in the door and they're like, hi, everybody turns around and they're just so uh -huh. happy to see me. You know, it's, it's not just like they're, you know, working and they're, they're not, you know, it's, it's not like they're not cognizant of what they're doing. They're all well aware of what they're doing and they love the fact that they get a, they have a job. Yeah, um, and it's so really cool. Yeah. 
It's neat. That's awesome. And I know what really what originally um, initial what initially sparked this conversation was your uh, your kit that you put yes. together. Yeah, I just absolutely love it because this kit is really wonderful for the summer season or even for the fall season, especially right now summer season. So many barbecue. I feel like every other weekend there's a barbecue. Oh yeah. And this kit originally we were looking at for some corporate events, right? Yes. So in addition to personal use. I really, we were originally looking at it for our corporate clients. So you can either give these out as gifts or even just like for your employees, you know, to continue to engage employees if you still have a workforce that's at home. And we always talk about surprise and delight. And this box does that because for those of you that can see on the video, if you're on videos, you'll see this particular box, every box, I believe, is a little bit different. Jennifer can probably tell us more, but it's all really nicely packaged. It came intact. I think that's really important. Yeah. And there's like different spices, and I like the variety of spices so that, you know, because not everybody likes Latin heat, right? right? I know someone on my team, she doesn't eat spicy at all. And then while another person loves spicy. So I think the variety is really great. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? Well, I was just going to say, um, we have the reason that arrived so safely is we use those little compostable trays in there, which it, it puts the, uh, the jars perfectly in place. And it's just kind of neat because those are recyclable, compostable, however you want to address your, you know, after use situation. Um, and it holds everything in there, you know, nice and safe for the journey. Um, you know, the thing that I like about it is we've got, we have a variety of them on our website but the packaging is super cool. It arrives at the front door and everyone's like, what is in here? You know, it says obscenely delicious and epic flavor. So, you know, right off the bat, it's food. Um, you know, there's no, no doubting it's food. And then, you know, you get in there and there might be spice rubs or it might be dip mixes or, or that one that, that you've got is actually our cook's um, sampler. So that's got four sauces, four dry rubs. It's a great place to start and it's super cute. And I, Personally, I love that for employee retention. I love that as a way to, like you said, surprise and delight and to thank your employees. Hey, you met that deadline. We really appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Or you did an awesome job on that project. We, we love you and your team. So here's a couple of gift boxes for you to split up between yourselves or, or whatever, you know, whether you're sending them home or sending them to the office addressed to somebody I mean, even if you're back at the office, how fun would it be to have a box like that arrive at your desk from the mail room or something, right? You know, somebody saying, hey, thanks. Instead of just, here's your Starbucks card or here's your Amazon card. And no offense to Starbucks or Amazon. Those are fantastic, but it's just a little more personal. For sure. And then I think, especially after the pandemic, people are looking for connectivity. Yeah. So not only it does a box like a kit, we always talk about we do a lot of different kits. So it's not just a summer kit or barbecue kit, but this kit specifically, I think, for when it comes to connectivity, because they could take a home and cook with their family or friends or just even by themselves or all well, connectivity. So maybe you're friends and family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's just like the, the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, that's food is the ultimate gift that keeps giving for sure. And for me, one of our driving forces has always been to bring people back to the dinner table whether it's with their family or their friends or a whole mixed bag of a bunch of people at a barbecue or party or something. But I really feel like um, 
you know, the products that we have all of, we've got 140 plus recipes on our website. So if you can't figure out how to use it, we're, we're not doing our job, you know, <laughs> um, because it's just, the idea is to make it easy. And there's some recipes on our website that if you want to make it complicated, have at it. There's, there's probably under 10 that are complicated, you know, but those are for the people that are total foodies that are looking for something new and different to do. But it can also be as simple as like my favorite kids recipe for parents that are watching this or, or listening that maybe want to, you know, they, they get one of these at the office and they want to go home and do it. I love letting kids make barbecued chicken for the family. You buy a rotisserie chicken and you let it get cold and you let your kids pluck all the meat off of the bones because those tiny fingers will get every little piece of meat and then it's all shredded and you just add sauce and you have barbecued chicken. Oh, and, your, and, and, and your son or daughter got to make you dinner. I mean, how oh. fun is that? Because kids love doing things like that. You know, it makes them feel proud that they've contributed and they've done something and don't you like it, mom? And you know, that kind of thing. So it's super fun. Yes, they love working with their hands, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you have to let the chicken cool because otherwise those things are smoking hot. And, you know, if you bring them right home, then you'll have little tiny burn fingers. <laughs> it's good to know you have a variety of, you know, recipes on your website because there are some people where people like me, I just need it super easy instruction. And yes, there are foodies out there. They want to make it even more gourmet. Right, right. And I mean, even our complicated stuff isn't that complicated. You know, it's not, um, it's just ha has a few more steps, you know, and a few more nuances of instructions as opposed to stir in a bowl, combine, serve, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> we have those too. <laughs> you know what? I'm curious to know which has, which is the most popular sauce that you guys sell. The most popular sauce is sticky sweet, but sweet and spicy is right there next to it. Like, like it's only a few cases differentiates the two. The favorite item is actually not a sauce. So Sauce Goddess, our best-selling item is actually the barbecue sweet heat rub. And so that's, that's actually my personal favorite. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised because it's, it's just ridiculously versatile and yeah, we sell a ton of it. Wonderful. And then you had mentioned you were on TV shows before. Were these like cooking competitions or you were cooking? I've done, I've done a lot of stuff, Amanda. So I've been on, I've been on like, you know, the morning news, you know, when they'll have someone come in and cook something and do a little segment. Um, I've done those. Um, I've taught, uh, I've taught cooking classes in person as well. But um, the other thing I was actually on a reality show. Um, I don't know if, if, uh, if I ever told you that, but I was on a show called Rooster and Butch. It used to be called West Texas Investors Club. And then they changed the name to Rooster and Butch. And I was on an episode called Last Sauce Standing. And it was four barbecue sauce companies duking it out for a million dollar investment. <laughs> That's so cool. It's a Shark Tank, but for sauces. Yeah, well, Shark Tank, but with a total West Texas twist. Like we were in Alpine, Texas in August filming. Oh, wow. And it was, it was like 95 degrees and, you know, 95% humidity. And you're just melting in the, in the beautiful West Texas hill. It's hill country. So it's really pretty. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. And these guys are funny, you know, uh, oil tycoon, barren cowboy guys, you know, just ordinary, very nice. And, you know, we're looking to invest a million dollars in a barbecue sauce company. So That's it, was, awesome. it, was, it was super fun. I, I, you know, I enjoyed it and reality TV is 
has its, it's not very reality based. Let me just put it that way. There was a whole lot of stuff that we did that was very staged, <laughs> that was reality. And then there was a whole bunch of stuff that we did that wasn't staged at all, that was hilarious. Um, so it was, it was a cool experience. That's awesome. Yeah. This is giving me so many good ideas for like events and experiences, right? So it, because I know with this, you could do so much where you could do a cook-off, like exactly like what you just said, or you could do, because in the past when we did another event, we actually did a cooking competition, but then not everybody is a great cook. Right. So we actually end up doing sauce competition. Okay. And also the ingredient was a little bit, you know, more manageable. So then mm -hmm. we worked with catering to make that happen. But we did that for a client for employee engagement event that we did. Yeah, I love that. So people were like so into it, you know, and then the judges had to, we had, you know, some of the executive that were picked to be judges. So these are like fun ways to incorporate these. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, and there's so many, you know, there's so many ideas from an event perspective that you could take from like the food network. There's so many challenges on there that you could, you know, kind of get ideas on, on how to do things. But I, what I like with um, cooking in groups is like the team building aspect of it. You know, like you've got, you know, five people on the team and their job is to, you know, build a, a wrap or build a, you know, make, make a, a salad or make the ingredients for a salad. And then the whole group eats the salad for lunch, you know, but one group is in charge of the salad and one group is in charge of the hummus or whatever. And, you know, you have these different things, but they're not necessarily competing against each other. Um, they're feeding each other. Just kind of a, a neat, you know, little nuance on the, on the same idea. But I did an event with Webank actually, Webank, Webank West had an event where they uh, at Star Pass. I don't know if you were there, Amanda, but where they we made um, tamales. So the chef had oh, everybody fun. break out into groups of five, and we all made tamales. And then the tamales got donated to one of the local kitchens. Um, you know, so Star Pass got to donate. Yeah. And we all, you know, worked and as a team and had our little aprons on and we're trying to see, you know, who could do the most. There was a prize, you know, and of course you get a whole bunch of competitive women in the same room and, and there's a prize involved, you know, we were trying to make as many as possible. So it was fun. We got to do that again. And yeah. I'll sign up this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat. I see the evolution of your company, Jennifer, like, and then even just you as a person, you're such a generous and such a go-giver also what is you know like I think looking back in your journey what's the one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self mm. um be patient <laughs> I, I I I'm an impatient impatient person by nature I'm like come on let's do it get it done yesterday you know kind of thing so be patient is probably the number one thing and then because I tend to be a little bit creative Amanda I Sometimes I get into not necessarily legal partnerships, but partnerships with people where I'm like, wow, this would be great. Let's work together. Let's do this. And, and before you know it, you know, you've lost track of the main focus of my company. You know, I'd lose track of that because I'd be busy working on this special little something or other, whatever it was. And I think I would probably tell myself to not spend so much time on some of that stuff because a lot of times when when things don't, um, when they don't line up and they're not easy, sometimes there's a reason they're not easy. 
because <laughs> they're not actually supposed to happen. You know, like, like when things are difficult, sometimes it's difficult because you're not supposed to be doing that. Um, you know, sometimes the difficult is good and it's hard to tell the difference, but I think that's one of the things I would tell my younger self is, is stop trying to, uh, you know, do something if it's too much, you know, it's too much work, it's too much time, it's too much effort, there's a reason. And it's yeah. okay to say no, you know. Yeah. And focus on what is working. Right. right, exactly, exactly. Just because it sounds like a cool idea doesn't mean it is. <laughs> it's it's totally totally yeah. yeah, as entrepreneurs, yeah. we have ideas all the time. I know, right? yeah. And right. I definitely have to learn that too, where I even have a notebook, I write it down or on my phone, write it down because otherwise every time I have an idea, I email my team, it's going to really confuse them too. Like which direction are we going to? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to work on that as well. It's funny you mentioned that because my team is like, all right, wait, too many emails. What's, what are we actually doing? <laughs> I mean, so even with that, with all that said, you're, you're so successful and what would be the one thing that you what sorry what is the one thing that has helped propel your business tremendously um one thing yeah. uh let me think about that um boy I I you know I think I think um because I tend to be creative I do think that it's, you know, a lot of it is like the flavors and things like that, that I've managed to create. Um, because I, not that I've gone out on a massive limb, but some of my stuff is different. And because we're not using the junk in there, it tastes different. It doesn't, you know, my barbecue rub doesn't taste like a barbecue rub. It tastes kind of different than a barbecue rub. And so you're like, wow, that's really good on shrimp. You know, that kind of thing. I, I guess, I guess that's not really one thing, but, um, I, I do feel like that's that's kind of a difference maker for us, though. I really do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I would also say you have fantastic packaging, right? If people never try your product before, just looking at the bottle. I, I'm a visual person. If it yeah. looks pretty, I want to buy it. Yeah. You know, and then obviously if I taste it, I just kind of elevate that even more. Yeah, yeah. How do you typically unwind and practice self-care? There's was so much going on, especially as an entrepreneur, you're running back and forth, attending conferences. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I spend most mornings, I go for a walk on the beach. Um, I live about a mile from the beach in San Diego. And so I go out there and if, if it's a, a low tide, I walk on the sand. If it's a really low tide, like the water's way out there where you're normally swimming, the water's gone super far out. Then I don't even have any shoes on and I'm just kind of wading through the water and the sand and just really enjoying the water. Um, I, I love water, I've always loved it. Um, my dad used to call me Jenna Fish when I was little <laughs> instead of Jennifer. I was Jenna Fish because I was always in the water. I was in a lake, I was in the pool, I was you know in the water. So I think water is the main thing. And then, you know, of course, like pedicures and cooking for my friends and, you know, I love to snow ski. So in the winter, that's, uh, that's kind of a way it's, it's an unwind, but it's also a challenge and kind of a little bit of self-care because when you're skiing downhill, you're not thinking about anything else. You are fully focused on getting yourself downhill. <laughs> so it's kind of a way to leave everything behind, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's such a cute name, Jenna Fish. Cute name. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. 
And I feel like you're someone that everybody wants to be friends with because you love to cook. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of friends that are like, well, you know, if you invite me over, one of my friends told me, she's like, look, you, please stop giving me the menu. You don't have to tell me. I know it's going to be good. Just tell me when I need to show up and what wine I need to bring. Like, okay. Sure. I think I said that to you last time too, when I saw you, because you were like, oh, you're talking about the sauce. I'm like, I, I, when do I come over? Yeah. <laughs> send me an invite and I will show up. I can bring dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's wonderful. No, but I mean, I think it's really great where you have, how far you have taken your business. And I think this sauce is so different, like any compared to anything else that we have, you know, tasted. Um, what are some additional advice that you want to share with the audience today? Mm. Um, well, you know, I was thinking about this um, when, when we talked about doing this podcast and I was thinking about it in terms of events. Um, because I've been an exhibitor at a lot of events. So I have, I have 14 years of experience at hot sauce shows and barbecue competitions and gluten-free shows. And, you know, there with my 10 by 10, you know, hey, you know, doing the whole, the whole show and tell, I call it. Um, and, uh, you know, some of them you're selling, some of them are trade, all of that. But a few years ago, I created an event that was a fundraiser for a friend of mine. Her brother passed away of Alzheimer's and she wanted to do a, a fundraiser. And I said, what if I did a barbecue? And she's like, you would do that? I said, absolutely, I, I, I would totally do that. And so I went for it um, and we raised $1,200 in three hours. And the interesting thing that I did was, you know, everyone was like, well, what are you gonna price it at? And I thought about it and I didn't price it. So I let people donate whatever they wanted to, whatever they felt the meal was worth or whatever they wanted to contribute, they could donate. One guy donated $250 because he was, he just thought it was so amazing that I was doing this. And, you know, he was taking two plates for $250. That's a heck of an expensive plate of pulled pork and, you know, and barbecue chicken wings. You know, that was, that was a, you know, but he wanted to, to donate in that way. And it was just really, it was a neat way to do it. And I guess, I guess my advice would be if something like that, if it means something to you, whether you're an event planner or, you know, just, you know, someone that loves to entertain, there's kind of a way to give back. Just go for it. Like there's, there's some cool things you can do to, you know, raise money and, and sometimes it doesn't have to be some fixed determined idea. Like I'm going to do, I remember back in the day there were walkathons and rockathons and, you know, rock in a rocking chair for like five hours and people remember for so many hours, you know, or whatever, 25 cents a minute or, you know, something crazy like that. And, um, you know, but it's just the, having the unlimited, um, let people determine their own generosity, you know, whether they could, could, could afford to donate 10 and maybe they wouldn't have gotten the barbecue if I'd priced it at 20, mm -hmm. um, you know, or they donated 250, which is really super cool. I love that. I think yeah. it's so creative and there are so many fundraising events out there. It's just like, oh, here's another dinner, rubber chicken, right? And I think a lot of people are not so fond of those anymore or yeah. to begin with, but obviously mm -hmm. 
go to attend a lot of these nonprofit events is about the organization, but now you're adding a fun component. And, you know, especially, I mean, we're, we, the pandemic is still here with us, but the in-person events are coming back. And a lot of times we're, you know, we want, one of the goal we set for ourselves at our agency is to elevate that experience. We don't want people to come back to the same experience. It needs yeah. to be elevated because people's threshold is also higher, right? Yeah. They've been at home and it's like, if you want me to drive in LA traffic for an hour to get to the event, you want me to dress up fully, right? Yeah. And put makeup on, it better be a fantastic event. Yeah. So our task is high. And I think by, I love this example that you share about this, creative way to integrate this into even a fundraising event. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was something, you know, I mean, we were at a brewery. I was under a tent with, you know, my food. It wasn't like it was some glamorous sit down, whatever. Everybody was at picnic tables, drinking beer and, you know, it, it, but it just ended up being a really good fundraiser. I had not, and I was hoping for $500. You know, I was thinking that would be really great if I could raise $500. (laughs) I was blown away. So it was just, it made me feel so good and so full and so generous. It was really neat. So I guess I'm just encouraging everybody go out there and give that a try. You know, your, your, you know, friend wants you to walk in the 5k or whatever. Think about like, what else could I do, you know, for, to raise money for, you know, whatever cause it might be. Yeah. You can even do the 5k and at the end of 5k, there's a barbecue. And then you're donating. There's so many ways you can integrate. There's a 5k that, I used to run, and then when I was younger, we ran that one together because at the end of it, there's a beer garden. Right. So that was our incentive to yeah. run the 5K and enjoy a nice glass of beer together at the end. Right. And again, it's just about that connectivity back to that experience. Exactly. Yeah. We are social creatures for sure. A hundred percent. Jennifer, yeah. where can people find your product? Um, well, our website, saucegoddess.com is the first place to go on there. They can get all of our social links, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. We started a new channel called Obscenely Delicious. So we've got instructional videos on there that are longer in nature that really go into detail. And there's some really good food tips, um, you know, in other words, like how to handle food. Um, so they're, they're very instructional, not just recipe based. Um, and then from our website, they can go to the recipes tab. And like I said, there's 140 recipes and there's also a retailer lookup. So they can put in their zip code and find a retailer near them that sells the products. And they can, of course, buy online if they want. <laughs> That's wonderful. And if the audience want to connect with you, what is the best way? Um, the best way would probably be through Facebook or Instagram, but there's also a way to uh, contact and connect with us on the website. And the phone number listed on our website actually goes to a live body, live person answering the phone. That's wonderful. This has been such a fun and delicious session and is actually making me hungry. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. And for those of you that are tuning in, if you have any questions, make sure you check out thesaucegoddess.com. And then Jennifer, like I said, you probably hear from her conversation in the beginning, I mentioned about how she's a go-giver and her story really just bring that to, to light, right? So thank you so much, Jennifer. Oh, thanks, Amanda. I appreciate you having me on. This was super fun. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. 
Tune in next time on Event Up.